When there's fantasy football news that needs to be discussed, or you got questions about your own team, come to Finkel and Einhorn. The laces are out. Welcome to another episode of Finkel and Einhorn. I'm Finkel. And I'm Einhorn. You can always reach us at Finkel Podcast. We would love to get some interaction with some people. Uh, give us some questions that you have. Uh, we will, you know, dissect every bit of it and give you the best answers that we can. So once again, on Twitter at Finkel Podcast. We're also on YouTube. Uh, you can get the podcast, you know, on Stitcher, on iTunes, anywhere you can get podcasts. So today, first thing we're going to do is cover some news. Um, Cam Newton signs with the Patriots and Einhorn, isn't that your favorite team? Sure is. And we got us an MVP quarterback. Mm, it was looking bleak, but now, oh yeah, I thought we were going to suck for Trevor Lawrence. And now it's kind of like Belichick's trying to win just with this one move. Uh, I really like it. Cam Newton's used to a bear cupboard when it comes to wide receivers and pass catchers. Uh, it's a very team-friendly deal, and uh, I don't know if it's going to go past this one year, but I think it's great for both parties. This is what you call a win-win situation. Oh, yeah, I 100% agree. I think Cam Newton, this was the best landing spot for him if he wants to start as well. Um, I mean, they didn't take Jameis Winston, so uh, Cam looked to be in line for it, but you never knew. Uh, until it was it went down and then for the amount of money that they got him for this is the best signing and I mean look everyone's like Belichick does it again yeah yeah he does he does do it again <laughs> so this is one free agency yeah and I, I already thought they could be a, a playoff team a low seed playoff team but with this move man no joke I am taking the high end on this and I think uh, this team is going to go uh, at least one win into the playoffs. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. All right. So the next bit of news, Patrick Mahomes signs a $500 plus million dollar deal on a 12-year contract. Wow. What do you think, Einhorn? Uh, I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be paying for dinner for every team outing. When they go out to eat on the road and stuff, Mahomes has got the check. Yeah, he's going to get those offensive linemen's checks for probably for their entire careers as long as they're with him. I mean, yeah. it's it's a great deal for him. He gets tons of money. I think he's averaging like forty plus a year. The guaranteed is ridiculous. Uh, he wanted security, uh, and now he has got it full blown. And it's a team friendly deal. It's all backloaded, so. They can keep this cast of studs around for a while and even sign the up-and-comers like Amico Hardman uh, when it comes time for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to be able to, you know, keep people around him and keep a team that will be in contention at all times, and that was, you know, very important to him. Now, he is getting paid ridiculous money, so I, I, I don't think it's that friendly. Uh, I know it is backloaded, uh, and that is good, but those backloaded seasons, you're looking at, uh, him getting traded or, um, you know, the, not having a team that's as good as it could be around him. Bunch of guys on rookie contracts on those last couple of years. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna be relying on that, and that generally doesn't play out well. So if they do keep him, 
the team's probably going to be weak, but and he's not going to be as fast and quick at that point in his career. So things to think about, but it, it's great for him, and it's great for that team in the short term. Uh, I mean, most quarterbacks haven't even won a quarter, you know, a Super Bowl within their first five years, uh, if not ten. So I mean, Mahomes, he is basically the mayor of that city. <laughs> Uh, so who do you think got more chappy about that deal? Jerry Jones or Dak Prescott? Oh man. Dak loves seeing it. Oh, he loves oh, seeing absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, it's it's, like, I think it's uh, just drama unfolding. It's beautiful. It's oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be amazing to see how that works out. I think at the end of the day, nothing gets done this year. Uh, I think they're going. Absolutely not. No, they're going to be. They're going to be on uh, next year, uh, probably another franchise tag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's what I see. two years out. They and then he's gone. He can do with this cast. Well, he's either going to get a deal and they're going to trade like Zeke or, or it ain't going to happen. So one of the twice options. Um, the next and last bit of news that I have is that Mostert, Raheem Mostert, has asked for a trade. What does this mean? It means he's probably going to be playing in San Francisco because nobody needs a running back. Nobody wants a running back. Yeah, I, I agree. I think trading a running back is not something that is going to happen. It's not in the cards, uh, especially right now. And, I mean, look at what look at good running backs only getting, like, one-year deals. Uh, I mean, you have Freeman out there. He's not great, but he's better than a lot of the people in the league, and he's not even getting a deal. Um, Todd Gurley only got a one-year deal. Uh, Leonard Fournette, people are talking about trading him. You'd rather have him in a trade. Uh, you know, than Mostert. So <laughs> Mostert's older. He's 28, I think. So it, I think this, he has no leverage. He has at least two more years on his contract. Um, and with the way that the C or the, um, you know, the CBA or what is it? The uh, CPA, what is it? CBA? CBA. Uh, the players. Uh, yeah. Based on how that is, they have to pay and they don't get all that um, forfeited anymore it used to be like the team could just wave it they could be like oh you don't have to pay for this you know you racked up fines we'll wave it you came back we're good we got a contract whatever not anymore you are forced to pay and so i i don't think that this is going to go anywhere i think the team has all the leverage and what else is he going to do he's going to play yeah san francisco he is going to play so now getting to the meat the meat, the appetizer is over and the entree is here. We are going to do a top 10 over reaction, some bold predictions. So top 10 bold predictions. You get 10 and I get 10. Yes. And we'll go back and forth uh, and see what we got. If we have one that's the same, you know, we'll see how it goes and we'll discuss that. But, uh, and then we'll just move on. So I'll, I'll start it off my number 10 and you don't have this one. I can guarantee it. <laughs> my number 10, Adrian Peterson will have more yards and touchdowns than Darius guys. Oh God. <laughs> is that a bold prediction? <laughs> I mean, if guys is healthy, that's a very bold prediction. If Geis comes out and gets hurt again, obviously Peterson's going to fall forward for more than what guys can get on crutches. Well, I've heard some, uh, you know, people in the big, big uh, television stations, you know, the uh, mothership and other people, there have been people saying that they wonder if he'll even get to stay on the team. They wonder if he'll get cut. I don't think that's a possibility, but 
I could easily see Adrian Peterson coming out and starting the season as the one-two back. And that happening for at least three to four games, especially if he does well. Now, they could go with uh, guys. It's all going to depend on training camp and how he looks and how he actually holds up. Because, I mean, let's just face it, at any moment, uh, this guy could go down. He's like a Jordan Reed uh, on the same team. <laughs> I mean, it, it, the stability you get with Adrian Peterson, he's like a rock. He doesn't really get hurt. He only got hurt one year and came back and had his best year ever. But regardless, he is very stable versus guys. I just I, – I could easily see a season where Peterson is almost the start of the whole year. All right. Your 10. My 10 is Devontae Freeman will sign with Atlanta as a backup to Todd Gurley. Oh, I hope not. The Falcons cap space. I Uh, hope not. (laughs) I'm going to give honorable mentions to the Jets, the Steelers, and Panthers. I could see those also being landing spots, but just due to familiarity and maybe saving some wear and tear on Gurley, especially with the issues going around with the pandemic, I think Devontae Freeman going to Atlanta to back up Gurley is a great option for uh, Devontae as well as uh, the Falcons organization. But he's got to go somewhere where it's uh, a system that works for him, where the running back also plays a part inside the passing game. So that's why I'm like Atlanta, Panthers to back up McCaffrey, back up Connor in in, uh, Pittsburgh, and then back up Bell for the Jets. I think those are four really good spots. Yeah, and you said the front runner. You said the Panthers as well with McCaffrey. I think uh, that is very intriguing because think if McCaffrey goes down, that team takes a massive hit. Yeah, they gotta have somebody. They need something because they aren't a horrible team. They got Teddy Bridgewater now. We'd like to see how that works out. They can get some connection going with some people, but they are young and good, and you you can see the potential there. So I think they need to get Freeman just because McCaffrey has such a big workload that I could easily see him getting hurt, even though you don't you know, want that to happen, but it very well could. Oh, yeah. All right. So my number nine. All right. Bold predictions. Joe Burrow will finish the year as a top 10 quarterback. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I don't know if it will happen. He does have very talented weapons. Um, the Young. coach is going to be a quarterback-friendly coach. I mean, I dig it. I can see it, but that is bold. That's, That's the thing. So it, bold, it's spicy. Yeah, spicy. A spicy burrow. Is that Nashville <laughs> hot? Is that Nashville hot I'm tasting? You're getting it right there. On some bangles. On some bangles. But um, that's the thing with these bold predictions, man. I mean, they're not, uh, you know, on the positive side of actually happening. You know what I mean? Like, we're more than likely giving you 10 to 20 or 30% what we actually think could happen. Like, any of these things, we're not 100% all in on, I think this is happening no matter what. These are bold predictions, which means more than likely not going to happen. But – it would be awesome if they did. So I had Burrow finishing as a top 10 quarterback at nine. Einhorn, what you got? You're going to love this. J.K. Dobbins will be a top 10 PPR running back this season. Woo! Clyde, Ed- Clyde Edwards Hilaire will be a top 15 easy, but should be valued higher than Dobbins. Ooh. Here's, here's my reasoning behind this. 
Mark Ingram's not happy. There's some rumblings there. If Dobbins is the starter from go, he's easily the best of the rookie running backs. Talent as well as system. If he's the starter, he's the best. Okay. All right. But, and I think he will be a top 10 back if, if the stars align from week one to the end of the season and he's the number one, he's a top 10 guy. Edwards Hilaire without anything other than him staying healthy is a top 15 back. That's why you should value Hilaire more than Dobbins because what if Mark Ingram does play and there is a timeshare split and obviously Dobbins isn't a, you know, top 10 back, but I could totally see Dobbins as top 10 PPR back. Yeah. I mean, I see Edwards Hilaire if he's the starter from day one. Uh, if he's not, I don't think he gets to that top 15. Uh, I think that the, you know, guy they had last year, um, what's his name? Uh, Williams. Exactly. Well, yeah, Williams. but they trust him. And you got to think with this year coming in, you're having less practice, less actual face-to-face. The most teams are probably going to be going on reliability. They're, they're going to be going on somebody that knows the playbook versus a rookie. Even if uh, the rookie is great, it depends on which um, position we're talking about as well. Um, you know, a quarterback is going to be thrown out there. There's nothing he can do about that. Like, like Burrow, he has no choice, but some of these other people, they have other choices. And uh, if Hilaire can't block, you know that he's not going to be in for any uh, passing down. So that limits his snap route or his snaps. And I'm just a little leery of him. I could have done a bold prediction on him. I didn't, but I would have maybe made one where he's like not even a top 20 running back this year, but he's, I think he's getting overdrafted in all honesty. Like, like just too high because right now you're getting him at his ADP of starting every single game. Like that's where you're having to buy him at. He has for every single game for it to be worth it. Yeah. And it could be better than what you drafted him, but in order for you to get that value, he's got to start 16 games. Yeah. And I am, I am not willing to pay what, where he's at right now. He gets to the fourth, fifth round, maybe, but it's not going to happen for me. Who do you <laughs> so, pay for? Who do you pay for? Edward Solaire or George Kittle? Oh, I'm going Kittle. 100%. 100%. Kittle is a proven uh, top two tight end. The only person you would go early on is Kittle or Kelsey. And I just feel like with Edward Solaire, he's not a proven commodity. We know Kittle is going to be basically another receiver on your team. So someone who could be good next year, really, where his potential lies, um, but not this year. I think this year, I mean, he could still be a top 10 back. I could see it. You know, that's a, that, that to me would be bold. But he's getting drafted as one, and that's what I just, I just don't like. So, yeah, man. Uh, going on to the, my number eight, Mike Evans will not be a top 10 wide receiver in 2020. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and I, I could even stretch it to top 15, but we're in that range right there. I don't think he's around there. I think he's there and below. Ooh. What do you think? I think Godwin's going to be the wide receiver to own there. He's going to play the slot. Um, but Tom Brady really loves throwing to tall targets that play in the post. Uh, some of his best stuff, especially against tough defenses like the Rams and the Super Bowl, his most explosive plays come where Gronk was lined up in the slot. Mike Evans is a similar matchup there, a little faster, not as tall, not as strong, but it's going to be a similar enough matchup to where I think the youth and athleticism of Evans will help Brady out. 
I think top 15 is right about where I have Mike Evans, but I don't see him going below that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Godwin's the guy you want. I agree with you there. I think Godwin is definitely the guy that you want. Uh, he's in the slot. That's the best thing that um, Edelman's slot. always ran. Edelman's right. always ran in the slot, and that's the problem with the Patriots. Welker. They don't have um, – I mean, that's where uh, Muhammad's new crushed, and they don't have him in there. So they're playing on the outside. Anyway, getting off to a tangent there. But, yeah, e- Evans, I just don't see it, man. I, I, I do agree that he likes uh, – Brady likes throwing possession balls, and mainly Brady likes slants. And Evans can do that. He might – like he might surprise us, right? Like I have this, uh, I believe in this, uh, you know, bold prediction a little bit more than others in all honesty. Um, maybe bold would be like top 20. I don't know. But regardless, I don't really think uh, unless he changes his game that he's going to get all the balls and the touchdowns we expect him to get. Cause I think it's going to be more breakaways. Like you said with Godwin. So what's your number eight, my number eight sticking with the wide receivers, but, uh, Justin Jefferson, the Vikings rookie wideout, will be the best rookie wideout in PPR format. Man. Oh, man. That's a good one. That can I can easily see that happening. Uh, the Vikings only have Thielen. Thielen's old. He could get hurt. Uh, that does open up tons of uh, you know opportunity for him. Um, there's only one other person that I would maybe say I could see that being uh, completely – well, two twice other people and one is rugs because he's just going to get all the opportunity and the other one um what's his name mims no no no. Uh, for the jets no 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 not not him uh the uh who's the guy for the eagles uh rager rager rager's the other one so rugs and rager because rager is going to have alshon jeffrey out for the first like six weeks of of the year i mean they have nobody else i mean this guy literally is the one to start the year so those are the only two I could see, but man, that's a good call. I could totally see that as well. Uh, well, my whole thought process on it was uh, I like your point with rugs because he's going to get fed a lot, but it comes down to Justin Jefferson is clear cut the two and why I have him over rugs is Derek Carr to Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins I think career accuracy is around 70%. He throws a catchable ball very consistently. Mm -hmm. And he's getting a young, explosive wide receiver to play opposite Thielen. And Kyle Rudolph is no spring chicken. Like, Kyle Rudolph's pretty much done. Like, he has nobody to fight for targets. Like, it's Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson. Um, Whereas with CeeDee Lamb and uh, Jerry Judy, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, as well as – C.D. Lamb's on a crowded team with a good quarterback in Dak. Jerry Judy is on a crowded team. There's a lot of young people there, Fant, Mm -hmm. um, Cortland Sutton, as well as Judy, but they're also adjusting to Drew Locke. That's why I docked Ruggs because – Yeah, they got Gordon. They're going to be dumping off. Yeah, Mims, I docked him because of Darnold. And uh, Rager, I don't think should have been a first-round draft pick. I think the Eagles – just kind of got discombobulated because they thought they were going to get C.D. Lamb because they didn't think Dallas would take him, and they just took a reaction pick. Uh, but they so needed like, wide receiver. They, they needed, needed wide, wide receiver, receiver, but they took the wrong one. I, I don't yeah. – like, Philadelphia is not good at developing wide receivers, or at least this coaching staff isn't. Uh, Whiteside and uh, Aguayo, 
or whatever. Right. Uh, the two younger guys that they had last year. I just. But don't the, don't the uh, Vikings have Herb Smith Jr.? Uh, he was a high uh, pick for them, for the Vikings to get him as a tight end. I feel like uh, you said Kyle Rudolph has warmed out his welcome. He is done. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he is now Jason Witten. And I think this coaching staff, which, uh, you know, he's on the hot seat. For their jobs. He's yeah, on the hot seat. Yeah. Jobs. So they could be gone within six weeks. I think they're going to put in the young kid, gave him a year to learn the system, learn how everything works, get some blocking experience. He's going to go in, I think more so often than not. Oh, yeah. Um, but I could be wrong. I mean, they could use, you know, Rudolph in the red zone if they want, you know, if they trust him or something like that. So Justin Jefferson filling in for digs. I, I see it as he's oh. going to have the best rookie year. Well, he's definitely going to get good targets and a lot of targets Quality. no Quality. matter what. So I completely agree with you. Kirk Cousins does not get the credit that he should. He did get an overinflated contract, but that, Hey, why should we care? Like that has nothing to do with his ability. You know, that's just a uh, business and in the moment when it when it hits it hits like there was a point in the nba uh i think a year or two ago where like bench players were getting like 20 million a year or something I mean, it's ridiculous contracts going on <laughs> they're just like oh, what yeah. and they're like we got to get rid of this money we got to pay people we got to get rid of it <laughs> like, whatever somebody's got to take it so kirk cousins same thing but yeah i think he's underrated i think he's more like a, a, a matt ryan as far as how oh, good yeah. he is at throwing the ball and the stats he will get you on your team he's going real late so if you want to play the late quarterback game Kirk Cousins is a great two slash three to get, and you can't go wrong with that. So my number seven, seven is Kareem Hunt will be a top 10 quarterback in 2020. Kareem Hunt's playing quarterback? Oh, did I say quarter? I thought I said running back. I can go back and listen, but I probably did. I probably messed up. But no, Kareem Hunt, top 10 running back in 2020. And if I didn't, wow, that's horrible. But yeah, top 10 running back. I can see the case for him being where – not even Chubb gets hurt. That's just a bonus. But I feel like he is so good that in a PPR league, he is going to dominate. He is the best uh, number two in the league, and he's fast, quick, and amazing. He's like Sproles, but more dynamic and bigger. So that's the, the guy I want. I'd like to have him in any league that I can. He is a tough commodity to get right now. Uh, people do not see him as a number two. They do see him as a one. At least that's the way they're trying to trade for him. So I see him as a top 10, uh, and I have more faith in this one than some of the other predictions, but that's my bold prediction. I dig it, man. I think he missed like half the year last year and still finished in PPR formats inside the top 20 for running backs. Missing half the year. Yeah. And he's not an injury-prone guy. Right. Enough said. Right. So you're number seven? Um. My number seven is the number one defense standard fantasy scoring format will be the Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, and you can get them super late. Wow. As a matter of fact, you could pair them with one of the elite defenses like Baltimore and not spend anything over what a 13th round pick. Yeah. You could go 12th round and get the Bears and mm -hmm. the Bucks because nobody's looking at the Bucks. They're a solid defense that got better. Like, they put up points. They get sacks. They get interceptions. They score. Like, this is a great value starting pick that you can get literally with your last pick. Like, you can afford to – if you get them, you can afford to get one of the stud defenses in the 12th or 13th and then trade one when it gets hot and fill a gap, which could be a very important thing this year. 
Yeah, and you can also, you know, team up with a lower tier player if someone wants to do a two for one and they don't have a good defense or no defense. And you're like, look, this is a little icing on the cake to get, you know, the deal through. So, I mean, that's definitely a good possibility. Um, If I had to guess on a a number one, and this is a bold prediction, that's a bold one, right? Because everybody knows the top three or four, but I'd have to go with the Bills. I mean, this is just the year for them. That's a good one. That's a good one. (laughs) To me. Ooh, but I can't pay up, so you know how that goes. Yeah. We wait till Bills, the last Niners, round. Bills, Niners, Bears, I think those are your obvious. Baltimore, uh, but the Bucks, they, they could easily be one, I see, but and not mm-hmm. cost you shit. And they had a All good right, defense you- last year. Uh, they yeah. just uh, didn't have a great quarterback play, which now they will. Uh, but, yeah, my number six is Hunter Henry. Will not be a top tight end or top ten tight end, but Jack Doyle will be that's good moves uh jack doyle where did he go Atlanta? Oh, no jack doyle is still hanging out with philip rivers oh he's still in indy yes yeah how did i forget that rivers loves tight ends so we're my my, my number six bold is going from rivers henry to rivers doyle yeah, uh, yeah, you get all the Jack Doyle you can buy right now, especially in uh, redraft leagues for a one-year time. You get this guy uh, in your dynasty leagues. Why not take him if he's there uh, and trade him for something younger? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could probably trade him for Hunter Henry and something. So just set through the growing pains with Herbert at quarterback, and Henry should be valuable again after a year or two. You would but, hope so. I mean, yeah, you would hope so, but yeah, man, I like that Jack Doyle. You got to get all that. That's oh man, 10. that's that's top seven, maybe top six. Yeah, to me, uh, he could be a top five. He could be a top five tight end. Uh, that's a bold prediction, I guess. Uh, I have like Doyle. Like you, gotta think he's a better Antonio Gates, more athletic, um, and Faster. the only and and so is Hunter Henry. But Hunter Henry's problem was health. Jack Doyle is generally healthy. He's good. Workhorse. Um, love seeing the PPR out of him. If you're in a full point, get you some Jack Doyle late. You can play that late game, get you like a Secchi, a Doyle, um, you know, maybe move up for a Waller early and then hang it out and get you one late, like one of those two. So that's my number six. What you got? My number six is kind of a, a, a lengthy one. Ooh, that's what she said. Yeah. It's kind of lengthy. Go ahead. Uh, it's the first NFL coach fired. Are you ready? Oh, there's too many. Well, wait, wait, wait. Okay. I'll give you who I think's fired right out the gate, and it's Adam Gase. Ooh, okay. Jets. All right. And here's why. If Adam Gase fumbles out the gate in New York with Greg Williams there as the backup and proven to get Baker Mayfield on mm. – track as well as have a respectable defense yeah it's not like a two or three win less than five win season where they could actually compete to have a seven or eight win season maybe nine win season with uh greg williams at the helm uh i think they make that switch especially right then and there um so just because greg williams is there and adam gase could easily fumble this job especially in the first month with pretty much no season and no workouts um, Greg Williams is primed to take that spot, especially early in the year. Now, some honorable mentions. Wait, wait, let me let me cover that. Okay. Real quick, off the top of your head, what was the record for the Jets last year? Uh, I know the answer. 
I'm going to ask for one question. Sure. And it's, Just did ask. They have, did they have a tie? No. Four and 12. What is four and 12? The answer is seven and nine. Wow. Right? Wow. You have a better line than you had last year. Your defense is upgraded. You're keeping that cornerback that doesn't want to go or that wants to go to the Cowboys, right? Day. Yeah. You're keeping them. Yeah. The secondary. Yeah. You're keeping him. So this team is going to be better. Um, I would expect. Now, last year, they could have just had luck on their side where all of the 50 50 toss ups went their way. So you could have some regression that way. But yeah, I agree with you. I think they might just get back to that seven again. But go ahead. What else? The rest of it. Um, <clears throat> some honorable mentions were the Jags, Doug Monroe. Do you know who the OCs are on that team? That's just waiting to take that position. Like who? they don't have to hire outside the organization once they've cut bait. That's the main thing I'm looking at. Jay oh Gruden. no, I do. Yeah, Jay Gruden. Jay yeah, because they get because Chris Thompson. Yeah, yeah, and Ben McAdoo who coached a turmoil giants that'd be another right. team for jay gruden to just destroy <laughs> An, yeah another team is atlanta with dan quinn guess who his coordinators are who's that dirt cotter and raheem morris mm. both of them are nfl caliber head coaches that would receive attention so they Dirk would do better and, there seeing him yeah. on hard knocks uh he's a good dude but he's Great not guy. as hard as some of the other guys but he is, I think, a more player-friendly coach. And that would be what Atlanta needs. Oh, my God. Atlanta. I think that would be better for Atlanta because he just didn't have the talent in Tampa Bay. But go on. Uh, and then lastly, this is the one that I, I think should be the first actually fired, the first head coach fired. But due to the fact that there's nothing in the cabinet to replace him with, I think he actually makes it to the end of the year and they just hire a complete new coaching staff then Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Because I, if you cut if you cut bait with him, next in line in that organization is assistant head coach Romeo Cornell. Yeah, I think that you are uh not making a bold prediction. Or actually I think that is a bold prediction. <laughs> I think it's a bold prediction for you to say that Bill O'Brien will be there the entire year. <laughs> I know. Like I said, I think he should be the first one fired. I think they should have yeah. got rid of him when he traded DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, what they think? But I mean, uh, he had to get the coaches sign off on that. We talked about that. So I, I mean, I can. He's now Bill O'Brien, one of the best guys you'll meet. One of the best guys you'll meet as a person, as a coach, and as a GM. I am sorry. Let's get rid of Bill O'Brien. <laughs> All right. What's your fifth? Woo. Number five is Cam Newton will end the year as a top ten or sorry top. Five quarterback. That's that's good. I like it. I like yeah. that, and I'm going to root for it. Here's I'm my here's my reasoning for that. Like you said earlier, now Cam is used to not having many great pieces around him. But this is no different. So Cam is going to have to soul do everything on this team. And any year that Cam has had to do everything, he has been amazing uh, in fantasy. Maybe not in real life all the time, but in fantasy. Now, I think he's never had the mind of a Belichick. He's never had the defense of a Belichick. So those things help him out, whereas they used to hurt him. That's why I think they will go deep into the playoffs, at least win one game, right? Uh, oh, yeah. or, or one game past the wild card. So they'll win a wild card regardless or not even go. 
and then win the next game. I think that is very possible. But Cam Newton, I think with the rushing and the running touchdowns and the you know two yards and in, they're going to use Cam. And he can, if that does happen, if the stars align, Cam Newton's a top five quarterback. Oh, yeah, man. Um, Cam Newton, when he won the MVP, had the best de- – well, the best or the second best defense in the league that year. Mm-hmm. He went 15-1. and one. New England has an amazing defense. Cam Newton, I don't think, can go 15-1 and one at this stage in his career after the injuries he's had. But 12 wins is easily doable with this defense, the running game that they have, as well as what they do have in the passing game, you know, I think works for his skill set. And, yeah, I could see him being putting up good numbers in the yeah. fantasy game. That's quality. Mm-hmm. My number five is it's short. It's short. Six was deep. Five is short. Okay. Michael Thomas will repeat as the top wide receiver. Yeah, and that is a bold statement because uh, number ones do not – yeah, well, number ones usually do not repeat. Uh, It's very rare for – even on running backs, it's very rare for them to repeat. So, uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. I feel like – His situation, his skill set, everything around Michael Thomas will allow him, I think, to repeat this year and maybe do it for a couple more years. This is your Calvin Johnson – what Andre Johnson used to be. He's in there with Julio Jones now. Uh, this is the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and piggyback off yours and do my four. Uh, okay. And and I'm going to – the reason I'm bringing it up is because it's very similar. I will challenge your bold prediction with my own of Devontae Adams will end the year as the number one wide receiver in PPR. Ooh. So in PPR, I think there is regression with Mike, Michael Thomas. And I think that Devontae Adams, his regression of touchdowns last year goes away, and he's a 10-touchdown guy again this year, and that is what puts him over the top because we know he is getting, like, every target they can get. Oh, gosh, man. This is literally, like, a clash of the PPR Titans. <laughs> it is. They're, it really they're, is. They're, they're guys that you could easily see going out there and just on Sundays catching 150 balls yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah. Easily. Easily. So, but I think we could easily see them being one, two, either way. Uh, oh, yeah. It could fly either way. Guys. But it, it's the two guys. Yeah, you can't go wrong with those two. So what's your third? Or my fourth. Or your fourth, yeah. Uh, my fourth, I'm going to hit a little cream hunt on this one, Ooh. but in a different way. Okay. I think the top running back handcuffed to own based on value in PPR formats is the Bears handcuff of David Montgomery and Tech Cohen. Okay. And I think that's more valuable than Chubb and Hunt. Mm. Because with Nick Chubb, you have to get him early second round. Okay. So you're early playing the round. you're playing the uh ADP value. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You you have to get Chubb in the early second round. And in order to secure that handoff, you gotta get Cream Hunt. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna have to have a viable two that close to a first or second round pick. Whereas with David Montgomery, you can get him late third, some in the fourth. Tech Cohen, you can get in the seventh or later than Hunt, and Hunt's going in the eighth and ninth. So I think the David Montgomery Tech Cohen is a huge handcuff, probably be the best handcuff in the NFL this year as far as PPR goes, because it's kind of like Melvin Gordon with the Chargers before the holdout was still like 
hovering around a top 10 running back, but Austin Eckler was still in his own right, a top 20. He might've been at the end of that top 20, but he was still a top 20 guy. And I feel like Tech Cohen's going to be like that. I feel like David, David Montgomery's going to be sniffing the top 10 and Tech Cohen's going to be around 17. Yeah, I really do like David uh, Montgomery. I think he could have a really good year. It really just depends on that offense, man. I am not excited about either quarterback. I know they're going to have to give the ball off. The only problem is they're going to be looking for it. Yeah, naggy. They're going to have eight in the box. It's pretty scary there in in, uh, the Bears. But I understand where you're drafting people at. That's one of the more, you know, low – like you can wait lower, like maybe what? What's what's Montgomery going like sixth, seventh round somewhere? Uh, higher than that, somewhere around fifth? fourth. Oh fourth. wow! If you're doing but, that, I don't know. You could do uh, Gurley in the fourth or third. I and mean, then no, you could, nobody. <laughs> you could get. I mean, you could literally get Montgomery, Cohen, and Hunt. Yeah, and that's three guys really worth it if you just bypass Chubb. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you another good one that's low would be the Patriots getting those two. Oh yeah, Michelle um, and White. Yep, my number three is Ryan Fitzpatrick ends the year as a top 10 quarterback, baby. God. <laughs> Think about it. Here's a stat that I heard today. The From week six on. He was the top five guy, wasn't he? He was number two in the league. Oh, God. <laughs> number two in the league behind Mahomes. <laughs> it's crazy. And Lamar Jackson won the MVP over – Christian McCaffrey. Well, he had a great year, but his one through five or one through six was amazing. You know what I mean? So yeah, he take he takes the uh, Mahomes and Fitzpatrick. I think he was number three. You know, on the sixth on, but one through five, he crushed everybody else. So it was more than enough. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and it was consistent. He was consistently good. So my thing is, if Ryan Fitzpatrick has the job the entire year, and that's the bold prediction right there, is will he have the job this entire year? I think the prediction is yes, he will. Tua can wait. He isn't going to start regardless. He can, uh, you know, learn the system. It's a short year. They want stability. I think Fitzpatrick does that, and Fitzpatrick brings out the best gunslinger in the league right now. <laughs> Get him. That, that's right. too bold for me, man. What's that, your third? bold. My third is almost as bold. Todd Gurley will be a top 10 PPR running back this mm-hmm. year. I don't even think I, it's bold. <laughs> you don't even think it's bold. Some people feel it's bold. Oh, I but, compl- completely understand. The The majority of people uh, are really low on Todd Gurley. But uh, make your case. We know. Case. We know better. We know better. I, I mean, he's a PPR back. He's actually got a Julio Jones, a Matt Ryan now, whereas kind of before and uh, for the L.A. Rams, I mean, Cooper Cup, but he stayed hurt when Gurley was churning out the good stuff. Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks are quality secondary options but they're being forced to be the primary so Gurley was getting stacked boxes and stuff you can't stack the box on atlanta Mm-mm, you know, not at Gurley's, all Gurley's quality of looks will get better so even if he only gets let's say 15 touches a game i think he's gonna easily ppr his way to a top 10 finish Dude, we could see Atlanta in the Super Bowl this year. That offense has been upgraded at tight end, at running back, and there are a lot of people like talking up uh, Calvin Ridley like crazy, like crazy. And I don't see the Calvin Ridley buzz uh, as much as everybody. I think he's going to be good, but I don't see the buzz in him like everyone else. Everybody's like, he could be a one. <laughs> Let's just hold off on that now. Hold uh, on, you bug. We got, we, got Hayden, we got Hayden Hurst in there. We got Todd Gurley. They are going to use Todd Gurley up like crazy. They got him on the cheap. 
Uh, if he does great this year, you know he's getting a deal. So I, I really like where the direction is going with them. Um, but yeah, uh, my, my twist, number twist, Patrick Mahomes will throw for 50 or more touchdowns. Wow. Or, or just, yeah, yeah, throw, not, not score, throw. Throw. Mm-hmm. 50 plus. I mean, I think that's what the expectation should be every year when you're paying the guy what you're paying him on the contract and, he has. And you have Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, and McCole Harmon. And Sammy still. <laughs> and a backfield that can catch. <laughs> Edward Solaire is coming. You know he's going to get some of those touch passes. You know he's going to get some of those uh, uh, you know, screen plays. It, it is going to be a monster explosion from them this year the because they play huge for that offense. They want twice in a row and maybe thrice. Andy Reid never got one. Now he's going to do something no one's ever done. And I can easily see it as long as my home stays healthy. It doesn't matter if anybody else on the team gets hurt. Like, like if Hill goes down, they can still win. Oh, yeah, they proved that. Mm-hmm. They can still win on Sundays. Uh, my bold prediction is kind of similar. I guess it involves my homes. Uh, Patty Mahomes and Lamar won't win the MVP this year. Okay. I think the favorites are Brady and Dak, with mm. the dark horse being Cam Newton. Yeah. <gasps> I like that. I like that. Whoa. Dak is set up this year for the have the best, uh, best probably, you know, uh, team around him he'll ever have. Like, ever. Like, this ever. is the year. Like, you need to produce, you need to win, you need to make it to the playoffs and, yep. and get to a Super Bowl. This is the year. And I, I feel it. And sorry, last thing. Last year, uh, he went up to throwing, I think, 5,000 yards. So yeah, they Jack went from a great year. They went from him throwing 3,000 to, or 3,500, this is 5,000, dude. Like, and that's before they got a better receiver to be on the team. So there is no reason that he shouldn't be able to at least be in the conversation until the very end of the season correct uh i feel like Dak should be an mvp candidate based on what he's got around him and i feel like this is tom brady's last chance to get one more mvp especially with the cast around him how they're going to facilitate basically the entire offense through him because their run games kind of eh, more more so pass catchers as running backs and uh it's going to replicate what peyton manning did his first year with the broncos winning the league mvp uh, that season when he threw for, what was it, 50 touchdowns, I believe? Exactly. Uh, I think Tom Brady's going to get similar kind of guard, guard for that. So, yeah. And I, I like I feel the, bad. <laughs> I, I feel bad that I don't have any love for Rodgers or Wilson because they're great players. But it's just, I think to win the MVP, like you said, Patrick Mahomes has to throw for 50 plus touchdowns for him to even be really in the running for it. Tom Brady and Dak Prescott have to max out the potential of the stuff around them. Cam Newton has to be the superstar that we saw. And Rodgers and Russell Wilson, their level of consistency is so high. You know, like, they're just not – they don't have that abnormal gene. They're just going to give you consistent production that can win you Super Bowls. Yeah, and Rodgers could if he had a team behind him, and he doesn't. He doesn't even have a coach behind him. So I agree with those people that you said. Um, I, I earlier I had a prediction for you know Cam Newton making a case for himself already. So I mean, you know, I'm following oh, yeah. you on that. But uh, I like I like both of those. I think that that is very spot on. Any of those guys, I mean, can can have that happen. So my number one, my oh, number one. Oh man, 
This is going to be a doozy for you. <laughs> this is where I went a little crazy, okay? Went a little crazy on this bowl prediction. Martians land, and it's like Space Jam, but with football. <laughs> well, why am I even here? You already know everything I'm going to say. <laughs> I read your mind. <laughs> I'm in your mind. But no, okay. LeBron James plays tight end. No, it ain't never going to happen. Uh, so here's what I got. O.J. Howard doubles Gronk's fantasy points. Does that include him being traded to a different team? No. No, that's oh. if they're on the same team. Now, he can get traded, and that could still go true. But I am saying this with the thought process that they will both be on the field quite a bit. And I think that O.J. Howard is the pass-catching back, and Gronk is the st- stable extra left tackle. I see a lot of three tight end sets for this team with Brayton and Gronk blocking and O.J. Howard running a slot. Exactly. O.J. Howard can play in the post, too. Mm-hmm. No, Mike Evans literally, this doesn't bode well for Mike Evans. No, it sure does not. They have but, three tight ends. Yeah, but Godwin's not going to run anywhere near the same routes. So, But Godwin um, is that quick, fast guy, and he will get uh, PPR'd like crazy. I mean, the production's out there. The production's out there. He could have did it all. And maybe that's what O.J. Howard needed to unlock his full potential as a consistent quality quarterback. Yeah, my, my lookout is that Gronk will get touched, uh, some touchdowns. He'll get between five and eight because uh, he likes Gronk at the, at the end zone. And Gronk gets separation. We know that. It doesn't matter. He's like Antonio Gates, but big, right? Like he's tall. A 50-50 ball. You can't beat Gronk on a 50-50 ball. It's not going to happen. So he's going to get some touchdowns, but the catches is where I have O.J. Howard just leapfrogging him like crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, my number one bold prediction. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. There is not even a football season. Oh. And they won't even play in the spring. Oh, it's man. It's going to be 2020 nothing. Oh, uh, 2020 nothing. Not a single game. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, is it bold at this point? Like, like here's the thing. I think to, I think to most fans, it's, it is bold, uh, what you're saying. But I think to uh, anybody that is just living in society right now, uh, everyone you watch on TV is basically saying the same thing. They're all saying, who knows if we'll have a season? And, I mean, that is all you hear everywhere. Oh, yeah. But if they play one game, my prediction's not true because I'm saying they're not playing a single game. Yeah, if they don't play shut down before it happens. If they don't play a game, man, that's gonna come crazy town when it comes to rookie draft, all this stuff. Oh man, uh contracts, how are they gonna do? I mean, I don't know. I think they find a way to do it, even if there's no fans. But think of it like this, man. If they don't play, has Tom Brady played his last game? If they're yeah. not a season. Yeah, I I don't think so. I think he would be fine. He's like, I'm refreshed, I'm good to go. He's gonna keep it. He's gonna like the only thing that's gonna it, take him out. Keep it real. The only thing that's gonna take him out is an injury. <laughs> like that is it the only thing that's going to take him out is that so you better be knocking on wood yeah yeah knocking right here that's right <laughs> hey, that guy. but that yeah guy. so that is our top 10 bold prediction episode uh if you have any questions once again hit us up on twitter at finkel podcast um i do twitch all the time um, so you can see me on there. If you have any questions as well, you can catch me at pickle Rick one eight two. My Twitter is pickle Rick one eight two. You can get uh, Einhorn at foggy Matt. Uh, so once again, thanks for listening to Pinkle and Einhorn and we'll see you next time. See ya.
Thank you for listening to the podcast. Give us a like and subscribe and also review us on iTunes, Apple, Stitcher, anywhere that you're at listening to this podcast. Please check us out on Twitter at Finkel Podcasts. Matt is at Foggy Matt, and I am at PickleRick182. You can get us on Twitch at I'm PickleRick182. We would love to answer questions. Anything you have, please let us know. The laces are out. <laughs>